0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.
1: Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers To Me preview show. I'm Danny and I'm here to look ahead to the cobbler's home going this weekend alongside my good friend Charles Commons and our special guest fan from Hartlepool coming on later on. Firstly, how are you Charles? I am warm. Warm. It is warm warm again. We're recording this on Wednesday and I don't think it's got to the biggest point of the warmness yet if that's the technical weather term. I don't
0: know. I don't think you can officially call it a heat wave yet because it's not been enough days of heat. I learned this earlier on today. You can only call it a heat wave after a certain amount of days of heat have passed. Uh, it doesn't matter how high the temperature actually goes in the first couple of days. It's not a heat wave until it's been at least, I believe, four days.
1: Oh,
0: man. There you go. It's, it's more
1: of a heat sage nod of the head. Yes. That, is that what you're saying?
0: <laughs> yeah. At the moment.
1: But we are going to get into the wave <laughs> at the weekend. Yeah. Um, but, maybe, this was, Charles, maybe
0: this was the kind of wave that Keith Kerr was talking about all along.
1: Maybe, the heat wave, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? Come on, Keith, we miss you. Um, anyway, Charles, you've got some
0: news to start off with. Oh, you want me to do the news? Okay. Come on, yes. do some news. No problem at all. On Wednesday, news. which is the day that we're recording this, fuddly enough, so it's weird saying that, but on Wednesday, uh, both ourselves and Northampton Town Football Club uh, announced that the there will be another Open Fans Forum uh, in September. Uh, it's going to be with Chairman Kelvin Thomas, CEO James Whiting and fans representative Tom Cliff. It's on Thursday the 8th of September from half past seven in the evening and it will be hosted by uh, yours truly and hopefully Danny, Neil or Chessey, one or two of them might come as well. Uh, it's your chance to ask them absolutely anything you want to. <laughs> I, I I and I say that and I really do mean it. I have seen, you know, there's a, there's always going to be a couple of people uh, you know, who are keyboard warrior types. That was me banging on the keyboard Danny just in case you didn't get the reference. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh th- there will always be a couple of those. They won't necessarily actually ask directly, but this is your chance to actually come along and put the questions that you want answered to the people that can actually uh, well, uh, at least attempt to, answer it. So come along Thursday, the 8th of September, 7.30, uh, an open forum with Kelvin Thomas, James Whiting and Tom Cliff. It's going to be a great night. Uh, but obviously we need you guys to come to actually ask questions because otherwise all that happens is that I will ask questions that I think people want to know. And then, of course, I'll get accused of not asking the right questions at some point by somebody.
1: It'll it'll just be an hour of you talking about the waterpark. Which is uh, never a bad thing. But to, to be I fair, care. I mean, that, that
0: could be it. If, yeah. if nobody else turns up, I am literally just going to go, so what about the San Tobias Hoskins love shack?
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was expecting that. <laughs> right. I saw Tom Cliff Charles last night as a link to our next point. Oh, did um, you? Well done. Yes. Uh, Tuesday night, home game against Wickham League Cup. You went for a run. I did go for a I run, didn't, yes. In Was well, so it wasn't on iFollow, which is annoying.
0: Not on iFollow, um, not no. on um, Sky or BBC or ITV no. or anything like that. There was no. there was no way of actually getting to watch the game. And because I don't live in Northamptonshire, as most people listening will know, um, I, I can't just pop on Radio Northampton. So... Yeah, I decided to yeah. go for a run instead. There was no way of me following it, apart from sitting there glued to my phone watching social media. And You oh, definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> That's not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. Um,
1: as, as a quick review of that game, it was it. definitely... Uh, it didn't really capture the imagination for a start. 2,700, I think. A hearty following from Wickham, but not massive amounts, um, as League Cup first-round tyres usually do. Um, I thought first half we were a bit all over the place very much like a pre-season friendly a lot of new faces trying to gel things going astray passes sloppy basically wickham deserved the lead we gave him a free kick in joe jacobson jacobson is that how you pronounce it
0: i thought Jacob- territory.
1: Okay. jacobson jacobson yeah territory <laughs> about 25 yards out it's basically like a penalty to him mm-hmm. straight in the top corner and then the second one we've given the ball away but then they've finished it delightfully a great move Um and then we're just chasing it for the second half, brought on some of the big guns, not the biggest gun, didn't bring him off the bench. Which,
0: which was the saved. biggest gun? Is that Samuel oh, twice Hoskins?
1: Yes, yeah, Samuel Tobias Hoskins, obviously. Just, just checking, because he's so, only
0: about five foot three, yeah. but yeah, carry
1: yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is the biggest gun. Didn't, didn't want to risk him, and that's a sensible decision, I think, but I thought Absolutely. once the subs came on, we did really well, and we came back into it, and I came away a lot less worried than I was at halftime, because I was a bit nervous at halftime. Because things were, I think after Grimsby when a little bit, of sloppiness was creeping in there as well. I thought, you know, it's going to carry on.
0: Can I ask you a question based on, on some of the um, tweets that I've seen and other social media posts? Uh, yes. A few people unhappy with essentially, and, and I paraphrase here, but I'm sure I've basically seen at least a couple of people who said this, which was basically, why have I paid full whack to go and watch what was essentially a training session where, we didn't really show any impetus to try and win it and weren't really that bothered about the result at the end of it either. Do you agree with that sentiment?
1: I agree with the price, and I think the pricing could have been a lot less, especially for the under-16s or that kind of thing. I think this is the prime type of game where you want to put in your as cheap as possible kids' tickets to get them in, create a little bit of a family atmosphere, create something around it. I think the adult prices were still a little bit too high for what it is. We all know we're going to rotate we all know Wickham are probably going to rotate in the first round it's just the way it is these days and so yeah I thought I, th- I, th- I thought we'd try to win we, we didn't really get a chance to go for the win but we were trying to get back into it for sure and we, there, there was no sense of not trying to, to get something out of the game is trying to get it to penalties or whatever I thought the players that were on were trying. it was just a lot of the time it was it was a little bit sloppy but Hey-ho.
0: Fair enough. Can I Come. can I just say that uh, I'm blaming you fully for the results? Oh, go on. Uh, yeah. it, Cobblers2Me.com, our website. Um, yes. with, we're doing a bit more written stuff for this season as well. And yes. on Tuesday, there was a flurry of activity uh, there on was. the old yeah. website. A uh, couple of decent blog posts. Danny, you wrote... Most of them, if not all of them. Uh,
1: 2006 all over again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It really was. Um, But yeah, uh, you wrote a nice post about NTFC women and why we need to get down and support them this season when they're playing their games, especially their home ones, um, Mm -hmm. which I believe are going to be happening at Harpole FC. uh, Mm -hmm. And any others that hopefully will be done at Sixfields uh, and any away games uh, as well, of course. Obviously, match previews, so... Every single match this season, one of us (laughs) will write a match (laughs) preview for it. Usually, Danny. He's the best one, at it? Uh, And uh, that will be there on the day of the game for you every single time. So the Wiccan match preview is out. But also, Danny, you've come up with a new feature, a new series of articles that you're going to be writing, which is, I believe, called 10 of the Best. Yeah, it might... (laughs) It might end there, just after what well, happened,
1: because it was ten it? of the best, ten of the best League Cup upsets by the Cobblers. I put in, right, and, in the hope that it would spur us on to another one, but it didn't. And it's uh, no. leaving my wins after that one. But it's still relevant. I think
0: you can go back and read it. It's still you can still relive some oh. past memories. Oh, so some, there were some in some there. Uh, there were some ones that I had forgotten. Yes, and it wasn't just the one that you said was the forgotten one. <laughs>
1: yeah was that
0: chilling <laughs> that was the chilling one yeah well eric right, sabin
1: you. maraudering through to slot us yes. oh, what better sight oh, in world football
0: beautiful the parisian okay. prowler <laughs> i don't know
1: <laughs> <The previous
0: prowler. laughs> eric sabin. let's stop this Charles. let's get into saturday shall we okay let's get right yeah. into saturday yes
1: Hartlepool United, Charles.
0: Ah, right, And uh,
1: we're delighted, Charles, to welcome our guest for this week. She's the Hartlepool United Her Game 2 ambassador and a huge Hartlepool fan. Please welcome to the preview show, Jill Simmons. How are you, Jill?
2: Hi, guys. I'm fine, thank you. But like you say, it's just a little bit warm.
1: It is. It is a little (laughs) bit warm. But we're trying not to keep you for too long because we're recording on Wednesday night. Hartlepool are actually playing at the minute. They are. Um, How's it going so far? (laughs) Playing Blackburn in the League Cup.
2: Yeah, they've gone, just gone 1-0 down a couple of minutes ago.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Danny's fault. Always yeah, is, my fault. It's always me. Fault. It'll be all right. <laughs> Do
2: you,
0: you want right. to know who scored the goal, Danny? Because I think you might like to. Oh, is it Scott Wharton? It was
1: Scott Wharton. Oh, no. Former cobbler scoring the goal. There you go. There
0: you go. Oh, Sorry,
2: Jim. Good. We, 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 <laughs> we <laughs> apologise for
1: for uh, bringing him up the way we did. <laughs> but anyway, how are you doing in general, Jill? It was, it was, it was all good?
2: All good. Yes, Yeah.
1: Good, good stuff. Let's start with your involvement in Her Game 2, then. How did that come about? Uh, what does it mean to you to be involved in that?
2: Right, yes. Yeah. So I first heard about Her Game 2 just through social media posts. Um, went onto their website and had a look at what they were doing. Thought so it was a really great initiative. Um, and then they put a tweet out asking for ambassadors for the their club, uh, for the clubs that hadn't been partnered up. Um, so I just put my name forward uh i spoke to kaz who was the the founder make sure we were on the same wavelength and she was happy for me to be sort of put forward as the ambassador for hartlepool united so that was announced back uh, early part of the year and then i've just been working with the club to work towards getting the partnership um, signed sealed, and delivered and that took a big step forward today so uh hopefully it'll all be announced in due course
0: brilliant what what sort of stuff have you had to actually do, Joe? Can you can you say about the sort of things that you're putting in place or or not yet if it's not been announced by the club?
2: Well, I can because basically we we we're doing what the other ambassadors have already done over the year. You know, they've got things in place with their clubs, and we've seen what's worked with them, so we can propose what has worked for other other teams, um, and we can ask, can people, Do you find you know? Can we try this? Can we do that? And most of the time, it's it, yes. To be fair Um most of the strategy is sort of aligned with a lot of the um the edi stuff that the efl are putting forward this year anyway Uh more inclusivity getting fans to be comfortable at the ground and um, and they're happy to like, put uh surveys out and actually get feedback direct from the supporters and we can we can work with that so it's um yeah it's all looking promising
0: that's good. Just out of interest, because I don't think we've got an ambassador uh, for the Her Game Two partnership that Northampton Town do have, but there's yes, no yeah. one individual I don't think as a fan that is an actual ambassador as yet. So the call is out there. Uh, if is, anybody yeah. does want to, uh, then
2: I did check that earlier on. I was like, do we have an
0: ambassador for Northampton? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 but, The interesting thing, and I think, I suppose this is going to be something that you've probably come across yourself, um, probably all of the other ambassadors and people like Kaz and and, and Luce have obviously come across it as well. But um, did you feel that there was a real need or have you ever or have you had anybody turn around to you and just go, we don't need this at Hartlepool. I've never seen X, Y, and Z or heard anything. Was there anything in particular that actually you've seen or is it actually more of a case that for you, well, okay, there isn't anything that I can pinpoint and say this event actually happened, but it's more of a case of, look, we know that equality isn't quite there yet. So therefore we're just wanting to basically promote that and do our best to get it so it is true equality.
2: Yeah, so basically where I sit in the ground, it's the family area because I go with my son. Um, Yeah, it's pretty, it's it's okay. You know, you don't see much sort of of reportable issues. But um, yeah, it was just to try and increase that sort of female following. You know, um, make it more of a, let people know it's a, a good atmosphere to take young girls. You know, dads might want to take the young girls and think, oh, actually, I don't. I wouldn't be comfortable doing that, so I'd sort of advertise that. But saying that, once I was announced as ambassador, the trust got in touch with me, the sports trust, who were well behind it, and they have then subsequently told me of issues that they've seen from other parts of the ground. So obviously, right. even though I haven't seen it firsthand, they've seen it elsewhere, and it's where matches where like stewards have been harassed and things like that. So just because I haven't seen it, doesn't mean it's not there or hasn't been. And there's things like I wasn't aware of anything being reported, so is it because people are scared to report it? There's that sort of side to it as well so even on on the face of it, I never saw a massive issue with it I'd say it didn't mean it wasn't happening,
0: yeah, I think that's such a good point because obviously. There, there is. A, you only need to ever go onto Twitter, and if you look at the her game two account, mm-hmm. then yeah. there will always be some people in the comments posting replies saying, "Well, I've never seen anything," and blah blah blah. It just doesn't exist. You're making a, a mountain yeah. out of a molehill kind of replies that you get. But as you say, you know, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it hasn't happened and it doesn't exist. So I think that is a really good point to make.
2: Yeah, the um, like I said, the, the the trusted highlighted issues in the past what they'd observed so it is trying to work together with everybody around the ground and actually as, as ambassador I try and get a group of advocates or so trying to get a team of Hartlepool supports together so it would be good to get individuals who sit around the different parts of the ground so that we got our our eyes all over the place being able to sort of be there and be sort of support for anybody that does encounter any sort of issues.
1: So you say it's you quite a short time you've been in the role so far. Um, how far do you think football in general has has to go based on what you've seen and, and heard? Because I know, I know Kaz has been getting a lot of, still gets a lot of things on her Twitter feed and stuff that's just ridiculous um, from a lot of male fans having to go at her for, for anything she does. Um, probably a sign that she's doing the right thing. She's got to keep going with it. But how how far do you think, Football in general has got to. Men's football, especially, has got to go with this.
2: Um, to be honest, I think it has got quite a long way to go. Um, it would be nice to get all, every team involved with it, so we have the broad, broad spectrum of viewpoints available um, to do get to get the proper like idea of how widespread it is. Um, I think social media just seems to be a hotbed of it. Unfortunately, you tend to get a lot of you know abuse and things on there. Um i'm even seeing like even female supporters having a go at her again too and you just it's like you don't believe it it's just like we're just here to champion you guys to make your experience better you know what i mean so um i think there is quite there's a long way to go definitely and i think trying to get more premier league teams involved as well i think if you get that sort of then bigger teams doing it it does cascade down um but it's the low league teams that tend to partner up more easily. They have that, you know, they're just like, yes, brilliant. We can we can do something with this. We can link it in with all the other sort of EDI work we're doing, just to encourage more people through the turnstiles and actually enjoy coming to the football and enjoying the, the game.
1: So if you, but like Charles said, we haven't got a Northampton Town ambassador yet. If you had to almost sell the role to so anyone listening, if you. Could encourage someone to come forward to, to take that role. How would you? What would you say to them?
2: Um, just do it. I mean, to be honest, my friends can't believe I'm even doing this because it's totally <laughs> out of my comfort zone. But if you love going to the football and you want to see your club doing well and getting support through the door, there's nothing. When I'm going and seeing family, seeing young girls going, enjoying the game like I used to when I was younger, like still doing it now, but it was a long time ago. Um, but working with the club that you love, you know, you actually it's interesting to see behind the scenes. And you're trying to work together to make it just a better place for everybody. There's a great sense of achievement in that personally. But you champion everybody, all the female supporters, but it's not just the fans, it's the staff behind the scenes, the female staff that sometimes get faced with issues. And um, you know, the guys on the turnstiles in the food kiosks. It's just trying to make if you make all that better for everybody, you really are like, like I say, that sense of achievement is really, really good. Um, so if anybody's out there who's a female Northampton fan, just get in touch with her again too. You can discuss it through with Kaz or Lucy or one of the lead team. They, there's no pressure with anything. We're all volunteers. You might try it and think, actually, it, I can't devote the time to it at the minute. That's absolutely fine. Um, but, yeah, I think, for me, it would be get involved, see what's involved with it, talk to the club, and just give it a go. And like I say, if if it doesn't work out or you can't devote the time, that's absolutely fine.
1: Oh, that's great. Let's um, move on to the men's game um, at the weekend now. Uh, to look ahead to that last season, first season back in the Football League, were you as Hartlepool fans happy enough with seventeenth as a finish?
2: I think it was definitely a season of two halves. We'd had sort of built a bit of momentum early part of the season, but then we lost Dave Challoner. He left, got Stockport. So then we had to get a new manager in, but the momentum did, did seem to be there. It was we were still taking over, getting decent results. And then we had the two cup runs, which were absolutely brilliant. So FA Cup, got through to the fourth round, playing Crystal Palace away, absolutely amazing. Went down to London for the weekend. Um, and then obviously the Papa John Trophy, we got through to the semi-final. Um, and the atmosphere at the Victoria Ground, or the through Direct Stadium, should I say, it was immense. I'd never seen it like that. Um, but after that defeat, the bubble just seemed to burst. And then we just went on this terrible run. <laughs> and it was like, come on, guys, it's not the summer yet. But they knew that as well, you know, it's like it was just the same guys. And it was just, it was just, just fizzled out, basically, unfortunately. And yeah, um, the manager was let go just before the end of the season, actually. Um, which is a shame because I thought he, he was he was doing okay, um, but that's football for you, isn't
0: it? I <laughs> suppose it's, it's that thing, though, isn't it? Dave Challenger did such a good job with you guys, and then yeah. to go and, and and essentially be poached by uh-huh. uh, Stockport, uh-huh. um, it, it's hard to follow that kind of you know manager that that you had like we've had the same thing when Chris Wilder left it was really difficult for Rob Page and everybody else that followed to follow on from Chris Wilder because of the success that he'd had and like you saying like with the the fact that it was the same players as well but they just weren't getting the the same results anymore the second part of the season a lot of it will probably be down to the fact that essentially challenger got them playing above and beyond what their capability was
2: yeah, that's right. It's just um, whatever methods he used, he could instill in them players to, to, to get over the line no matter what. Um, Yeah, and obviously that wasn't there at the back end of the season. So, But at the end of the day, survival in League 2 was the aim, and we did it. So we're here to fight another day type thing. You know, we, we've got promotion and we're still here. So
1: yeah. yeah, and if you can have a good cup run as well at the same time, then that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think that was a little bit harsh on... Lee, in that sense, because obviously you've had the the big run in the FA Cup, the big run in the in the Pizza Cup. Obviously, that's going to be a distraction to any team. Like, there's no, like, and there's it stretches your squad so much. And I know you've you've not won in the last nine games, I think, at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. But does it does it does it feel a little bit harsh that because you had the cup runs, it was a little bit of a mid game circumstance to him?
2: Yeah, personally, I was really shocked. But then re- listening to other like Supporters' opinions. It was like, yeah, but when you look at it on paper, you have been on this disastrous run. So you're like trying to see it from both sides. I personally was gutted for for the lads. You know, it was like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Maybe he just wanted to get through to the summit and then he could build his squad and take it forward from there. But we never even got the chance to do that. So I personally thought it was harsh, but I totally understood why other people didn't think that as well. So yes. So we've now got Mr Hartley in. We'll
1: see how yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise move. Were you quite surprised by it? He's obviously managed quite a lot of teams in Scotland to mix results, played obviously most of his career, I think for, apart from a little bit of a spell at, at Millwall uh, and Bristol City. Probably fairly well-known name, I'd say, in terms of playing days. But what what did you make when you first heard of the news that he was coming in? Did you know much about him before?
2: not really um obviously the his name was mentioned quite early in the sort of recruitment process um and then his name was leaked so i think things sort of got put on hold and they were talking to other potential managers and but they kept going back to him and i think they must have been whoever it was they had designed him and they liked what they saw um but i hadn't heard much about him but they were saying about how he He's done pretty you nice. Know, he's built teams and he's got promotions. He knows how to win, and it's that it's the mentality side of it. So they eventually, you know, by all reports, they got the man. That's who they wanted, and they managed to get him. Him get him in together with them, um, Gordon Young. So who, on paper, yeah, the both of them. Even saying Gordon Young could be a manager in his own right. So to have sort of what was touted as a, a strong team there was. Yeah, I was quite encouraged by it. Not everybody was, but um, no, I was I was interested to see where they're going to take us.
1: Mm, obviously, you want at least a season or two of just a little bit of continuity now, I guess.
2: Yes, yeah, that's it. We had like two managers go within the last season. So staying in the league was done, dusted, right, let's, let's build from now. Um, he seems to know what he wants, instilling sort of a, a proper belief and a proper mentality into the club from the bottom up, they want everything doing, you know, very professionally. And I know that sounds daft because 'cause they're professional footballers, but you know exactly you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If you don't get the basics right, the rest on the pitch won't follow. So, you know, he's got a he's got a strategy there and he wants to fulfill it. So I think we have to be a bit patient with him. But obviously the, the opening day game at Walsall was a little <laughs> bit but um shock to the system, shall we say. um we had a half you know, the pre-season was okay. It's promising, you know, but you can never tell with them games. You know, they're not they're not pushing. The opposition aren't really pushing. So it was hard to judge, really. But, um, yeah, that game at Walsall was definitely uh, uh Brought us back down to earth, shall we say. Bit of a reality yeah, check.
1: <laughs> That's not the way you want to start a season. <laughs> no, <laughs> season definitely football, not. <laughs> um, on the playing side of it, Luke Molyneux always liked him as a player. Yeah. Um, Probably your talisman, I'd say, joins Doncaster. Was it on a free transfer?
2: Yeah, he'd come to the end of his contract, yeah.
1: Yeah, how gutting was that to lose him? Were you kind of resigned to it with it being the end of his contract?
2: I think the longer it went on without him signing, we'd sort of resigned. I'd resigned myself to the fact he was going because there was no news saying that he had signed. He had signed a new contract. So the longer that silence went on regarding him, yeah, I was resigned to the fact that he was going somewhere. To be honest, I thought it would have been League One, a League One team, but then again, it may well have been Doncaster and they happened to get relegated. You know, that agreement might have been in place before we were aware of it and then they went and got relegated down to League Two. Um, yeah, so it, it was sad to see him go. A good player, but yeah, the, the longer the negotiations went on, the sort of, the hopes were the, the dwindling that we would keep hold of them.
1: Yeah, you always, you always get that feeling, don't you, as a lower league fan, it's like, the, the, if somebody really wants to stay, they'll sign fairly yeah. soon, and you just get that sense of, yeah, they're, they're definitely off if they yeah. don't. Um, definitely had a few of those <laughs> over the years. Um, any replacements come in for him yet?
2: Yeah, we've got, um, it's been quite a big turnaround, actually, within the the club, quite a lot have gone, we've got, I think, 14 new players have come in, Um I'm just glad the names are on the back of the shirts now, so I can actually get to know them all, and and, and, and try and remember who they all are but um, yeah there's a there's a few come, come in and there's a lad called Jake Hasty. he's come down from Scotland who plays in the same position so he's looking promising but um, we'll see how he gets on he's you know forward thinking gets on the ball he's looking forward looking for the pass looking for the he gets it on the edge of the box he's looking for the shot so it's pretty similar to, to Luke Molyneux um, so time will tell to so if he'll actually um, fill that that position.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, dipped into non-league as well, the sign Josh Amara. is that how you pronounce it, uh, from Wealdstone, settled in well so far?
2: Yeah, obviously, if we just ignore what the Walsall game, please. Yeah. Um, we, the match against Wimbledon on Saturday, he was up and at it. I think we just need someone to support him, to play to be next to him. Um, he was all over. He never stopped. He showed Willen. He held the ball up. He looked for, you know, to make the pass so he could run off and, and and try and get the pass back again um he got fouled beyond belief uh yeah he he was a good talisman put the effort in yeah i like the look of him definitely
1: mm-hmm. so coming on to the cobblers then uh what did you see much of us last season at our two meetings we obviously lost you up there 2-1 i think we might have been in front and then you came from behind to, to win fairly late on we took the second one 2-0 at Sixfield. Did you see a lot of us or know a lot about us at the moment?
2: Um, I remember the the, the game at the um, South Direct Stadium because it was actually my son's birthday party. We I took was... him a group of mates to the match um, to watch it. So, yeah, we were very happy that we managed to pull that back because obviously we took all these boys with us and um, they were all in the doldrums when we went behind and then turned it around. So, um, yeah, it was a... Uh, I can remember seeing that game. Um, Yeah, but tight affairs. I think a lot lot of the games are tight affairs, to be fair. Apart from probably Forest Green, there was you know, a lot of the games could go either way, from what I I thought anyway. Um, Yeah, but I I can't remember the game down at Yale's, to be fair. Uh, Yeah, so that's how I I remember that home game.
1: Yeah, it's fairly run in the middle, I think, League Two, isn't it? anybody can beat anyone on the day it's so it's like um, we'll probably come into the weekend as slight favorites i'd say but you just never know if we don't turn up you you only need to put in a, a half performance and the team can come and come and beat you so that's just league lead two for you um in terms of general expectations for the season what what where are you at now because you just obviously had a decent enough finish for what you what you did last season a couple of good cup runs like you said where where do you sit in terms of hopes for this season
2: I got asked this a couple of weeks ago and I really didn't know I didn't know what to say because we've had such a big turnaround of players they're still finding their feet trying to not learn each other's game trying to get a system in place obviously after the first game it was like oh god it's going to be one of them seasons but Saturday, last Saturday's game was an improved performance vastly improved performance so it might be a case of give it to the end of August and we'll see where we are um, I mean, it is, it is too soon to call it, really. From, from the two games we've had already, it's probably a bit too early to sort of... If we'd had a... If this was like the, the crux of the team was still there and we'd added a few players in, I might be probably a bit better placed to to give a proper prediction, but with such a large change in personnel, I just don't think we sort of know yet. It's just a bit too early.
1: Would you say it's a reasonably good time to play you in that sense?
2: Oh, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if the improvement from the first to the second game is anything to go by and they keep on building, um, who knows? Cause I think the, you can see the fitness is coming into the guys who've come in a bit later. They'll miss to sort of the early pre-season and sort of uh, practice games and things. So probably as we go on, we, we might just keep getting better and better as the, as the season goes on. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, it, de- it do definitely do seems again, like... <laughs> From looking through your forum, it definitely looks like the home game against Wimbledon definitely got better as the game went on as well. So that's probably a good sign for you. There. That
2: was it, yes. Yeah. Um, and obviously
1: season. after after the 4-0 defeat against Walsall, you want to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> that's like the main thing, isn't it?
2: Yes, yes. It's the, the back line, the Titan Dots, they were, they were really impressive. Um, the lads we'd actually got from Walsall couldn't play that game. So he came in and started on Saturday. Um, and... He, I, I liked the look of him. He was impressive, but the whole the the whole sort of wing back system, the two lads who were like were from we still returned from last year, have been like pushed forward a bit, and seeing them being able to just bomb up the sides um, was really good to see because that's where their strengths are. Um, knowing there's a back three there just in case there's a you know change of possession and there's a counter attack, it allowed them a bit of freedom to get to get up there. So I think we're still lacking a couple of players, but it, it's promising.
1: Right, good stuff. Before before we come to predictions, how's tonight's game going? Looks like one nil. Yeah, half, still one right? 0 Yeah, one
2: at the break. Just the second half minute.
1: just kicked off. Good stuff. We'll, we'll let you go and listen to the second half in a minute. We'll we will make some predictions first. Though I'll come to you, Charles, first if that's all right. Yeah, of course it Home is. Home game, Hartlepool, mm. three o'clock Saturday. Yes. At uh, Sixfields. Yes. Yes. Hot. Very, yes. very hot. Oh, okay, Which I, we'll, um... I'm coming
2: down. Da- I'm coming down on Saturday, so oh, oh just, yeah, nice. We're gonna mel- yeah, we're going to be at the game. We're just going to, we're just going to melt, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, really are you, um, are you in the East Stand by the way, or the South? Do you know? Because if you're sat in that East Stand, the sun will be coming right on top of
0: you. Mm. On
2: the e, I'll, I'll check my ticket. I'll get prepared. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah, I definitely prepared. would. Because if that's you are in the East Stand, you bring a cap.
1: <laughs> Saying that, the Wickham fans, I think, requested last night that they were sitting in the East Stand at first and they all moved into the South Stand. So you might oh. be able to do that. Speak to a steward. Get, get,
0: get over well, maybe. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. all people need to do is just ask a steward and hope the steward's a nice one. Yeah. And And they'll get it. Yeah. Um, but when, we start, when we
2: start fainting and falling down the sand so
0: yeah, <laughs> you're
2: dragging us all out.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's gonna be hot, Charles. Um, is that gonna suit our immaculate possession-based game? Do you think?
0: Um, <laughs> I don't really know. Um, <laughs> <board>. <laughs> uh, I am. Um, uh, I'm going for a cobbler's win because I do think that. We're playing well. I know that. I know that after Saturday with Grimsby, and then especially after Tuesday with the defeat to Wickham, you you get the, you know, the extreme reaction rears its head, doesn't it? On you know social media, people basically turning around and tearing up their season tickets and and, and ruining, <laughs> saying that the season's over when you're like two and a half games in, essentially. Because I mean, the league cup's the league cup. I appreciate that there's potential money to be earned by progressing through the different rounds. But I don't think it really that matters. I, I've got a feeling, if I remember rightly, that the first couple of rounds are usually loss leaders for our our clubs at this mm-hmm. level. It's only once you get to the point where you're sort of drawing against you know, a big side, like a Champions League club, in the rounds three and four, that you actually then get the chance to actually really make any money because obviously the TV, you know, might be it might be picked for TV, lots of fans will want to go, et cetera, et cetera. So these early rounds, generally speaking, they don't really do an awful lot. And even when you win, the prize money isn't enough to cover the cost of hosting the game is from memory. So I I might be wrong on that from this point. But I, I always find it interesting how, you know, we... All of us as football fans, you know, we're so reactionary to everything. We don't put things into context. We we look at everything, you know, with proper, what what's it called? A horse uh, that has the, the kind of eye guard on the horse that makes make sure that it just has tunnel vision. Um, I can't think what they're called, but anyway, yeah, we, we kind of have that tunnel vision. Blinkers. Uh, blinkers, thank blinkers. you. <laughs> and somebody in you, yeah, yeah. Got the blinkers on. We only see the, you know, what has just happened. Yeah. The yeah. Reggie Blinkers. The Reggie Blinkers, yeah, <laughs> thanks mate. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I think we'll come back on on Saturday and I I think it will be a good game, or well, they're not a side that we should take lightly, not that I think we should do that with any of the teams in League 2, but I, I think it will be not necessarily comfortable, but I'm going to go 2-0 mm-hmm. and I'm going to go... Sam Hoskins with another brace.
2: He's on fire. He's on
0: fire. And I'm all here for it. Get the fire extinguisher gift back out.
1: 2-0 yeah. <laughs> uh, to Blackburn now as well. Sorry, Jill.
2: It's, it is. I've just seen uh, that. Brad, there. Yeah, Bradley Dak. Bradley Bradley yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jill, predictions for the weekend? We'll, we'll gloss over tonight.
2: Yeah, I'll just go for it. I'll, I'll speak with my heart instead of my head and go for a 1-1 draw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good stuff. I'm going to go. I think it's going to be fairly tight. I'm going to go two one Cobblers I think, but definitely on the Hoskins board. Charles, there. But, uh, I'm going to go. He's going to get this? I think Danny Hilton's going to open his account for the season. That'll
0: be interesting. So,
1: that will yes. be interesting. He had a lovely reception from the Wickham fans last night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think he'll, he'll
1: be he'll be ready. He'll be ready. So uh, yes, there we go, Jill. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: No, thank you very much for having me.
1: Where can we find you on social media?
2: Yep, yeah, we've got our um Her Game 2 Hartlepool account so that's there at H U F D underscore HGT so that's where you'll find us on on Twitter and um, Hartlepool United Hair Game 2 on Instagram.
1: Great, great stuff. I hope you have a great day on Saturday. I'll be there as well so I'll uh, give you a wave from the West End while you're sweating away over there. <laughs> <As> <laughs> <means>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you Charles. Thank you Danny. Thank you. We'll see you next week on Tuesday as we look back on this one and all the weekend's action for all our different teams. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you soon.
0: To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.